This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe Sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better host, or if you're looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month absolutely free. And now, enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Humberto Carrillo, and you're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode number 239. My name is Nick Howell. And last night was the return of Monday Midnight Metal Madness at my bar, so of course, today my mouth tastes like I licked Abaddon from head to toe. I am Sir Ian Dangerous, and welcome to Busted Wide Open, everybody. That's right. This is the show where we talk about all of the happenings going on in sports entertainment in the world of professional wrestling, which means on this show we get to talk about Raw, which happened last mm. night. And, of course, we've also got New Japan back. The New Japan Cup is going on. We've got reports from all of the first round of that. We're heading into round two starting tonight. We have to talk about that as well next. So much to discuss today. We had lots of championship matches last night on Raw. Lots of championships Lots of storyline, but we can't get into that, Nick, until we do a little housekeeping. So let's get that out of the way, and we'll get on with the show. Yes, guys, come over and join us in our Discord community. You can find the link down below here on YouTube or pinned across our various social media profiles. That is the place. It is where all the live chats go down all throughout the week uh, for uh, Raw, NXT, AEW, uh, SmackDown, pay-per-views, throwback stuff, all kinds of good stuff happening over there. Plus, much, much more movies, video games, all kinds of good stuff happening over in our Discord. It is the place to be. You definitely want to get in there. Also, we're over on Facebook. Join us in the discussion group. Like our page. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. We stream live right here on YouTube at YouTube.com slash open every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern, and... We're about two months into, or is it two months? It's been doing it for two months. BWO Daily. We put up episode number twenty-two today. That's so I guess that's three weeks. That's three weeks. That's, that's four weeks. That's, that's a month. Four. That's a month. Yeah. Weeks. Four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good. Going into week five here. My wow. lord. My lord. Hope you guys are enjoying BWO Daily. We've had several requests to throw those up onto the podcast feed, but and we hear you guys. We appreciate it. We love that you guys are excited about it. But for the time being. Mm. No promises for the future. For the time being, uh, it is exclusively for the YouTube channel. So I know there will be some people disappointed to hear that, but not completely close-minded to changing that in the future. Make but it work. for now, we're we're about tapped out, <laughs> to be <laughs> honest with you. There are only so many hours in the day that Nick can edit podcasts, but we'll see. No promises, but we'll see. 
Uh, last but certainly not least, uh, patrons, thank you guys so much for your month for your support every single month. Uh, if you guys would like to get on on some of the exclusives that we have here for Busted Wide Open, head over to patreon.com slash BWO, sign up for one of those reward tiers, get access to show notes, uh, the ability to play in our patron pick'ems challenges, we've got coming up where Robbie RB will be defending his WrestleMania championship reign at SummerSlam in a couple of months. So we got that to look forward to, but you can do that at the $5 tier, bonus episodes at the $10 tier, Skype calls up higher, all kinds of good stuff, and it is the best way to support the show. Thank you guys for all of your contributions. And I'd be remiss if I didn't throw a, uh, a little a little plug for our brand new merch, courtesy Ooh. Sir Ian Dangerous and his graphic skills. Mm. So good. Thank you guys for everybody that's bought some merch. If you'd like to get some, do exclamation merch right here in the uh, YouTube chat, or you can find a link to it down in the description down below. We've also got it pinned in the Facebook group if you're looking for it and listening to this on mm-hmm. audio. Woo! Man, I'm going to have to figure out how to trim that down. That's almost a show in and of itself right there. But That's uh, almost as long <laughs> as your beard. I know. But what wasn't as long as, or what my beard is not quite as long as, is Monday Night Raw. So you're saying your beard is less than three hours because we did have three hours of Monday Night Raw last night, and they actually found time to give us several championship matches and mm. a whole butt ton of story as well the first i would argue official uh full bruce pritchard monday night raw uh going in the new direction all over the place for people uh one of the first major direction shifts that we saw happened in the women's division at the top of the show we are being told to expect a match between charlotte flair and oscar when out comes Nia Jax, she wasn't scheduled, but out comes Nia Jax, grabs a steel chair, sits down in the ring, and says, you know, it's Monday, so Charlotte must have a title shot, and I'm here to complain about it. When out comes Charlotte Flair to retort, and gets in the ring, and we end up having a pull-apart brawl between the two ladies after Nia Jax says, guess what, Charlotte, you ain't never beaten me. Back last time we had a match three years ago, I kicked your ass. Charlotte didn't like that. They got into a pull-apart brawl, and in the midst of it, Charlotte seems to have pulled something in her arm. Oh, no, what will this What will this bode for her match later on with Asuka, which is a championship match, which Charlotte had after three weeks of having championship matches with Asuka. You know, Nick, I'm not going to lie. Say what you will about Nia Jax, but she was spot on on that one. Did you find yourself agreeing with Nia Jax here for the first time ever, Nick? Uh, no, I was mostly excited that Nia Jax barely got a word out because between our truth and Charlotte, she didn't even have a chance. So she tried to pull the whole, I'm sitting in this chair and I'm not leaving till Charlotte Flair's music hits. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it was entertaining to watch her get shut down over and over and over again. Uh, but yeah, we have, we have Charlotte Flair with an injury as we reported on BWO daily uh, a few hours ago, she is uh, headed out for surgery. Yeah, she's gone. Okay, but we we haven't gotten to that part yet. Uh, uh, yes. Oh, okay. I, I also saved the ninjas bit because yes, our truth did come out. He and Tazawa had a, a championship match later in the night. Uh, truth got chased off by Tazawa and the ninjas, and Nia was there through the whole thing. But Nia and Charlotte was the issue. Charlotte having the bandaged arm, and then later on we did have the Oscar and Charlotte match itself, which once again showed that these two are just magnificent every time they get in the ring together. Uh, working a different match every time for the last few weeks, I will say. 
So that's mm-hmm. you know different different style of match every time. This one was Asuka focusing on Charlotte's bum wing, which of course ultimately led to Charlotte getting put in the Asuka lock and tapping out to Asuka. So one could argue a tainted victory, Nick, but one could also say a, a tap out is still a tap out. Um, and in this case, is interesting because it made me think, you know, how many times these women have had matches now, what the, what chemistry they have, how they're starting to be built as Charlotte's the one that has Oscar's number. Oscar's always kind of fighting upwards against Charlotte, but they have this long storied history. Is this a rivalry that could potentially last for the rest of both of their careers? Like just the yes. Charlotte Oscar rivalry. Is it something special, Nick, or are you are you burned out after a couple weeks of it? No, not, not I don't know if I'll ever be burned out of it. To me, this was the 50-50 booking o- over the course of three years. Like, okay, Charlotte got the tap out at Mania. Okay, Asuka tapped her out. Now, now where do we go? It feels like a reset in a way. It feels like this is what we've been waiting to see. One, we wanted somebody to finally take down Charlotte. Two, we wanted it. We wanted Asuka to get hers back from that from being done wrong at WrestleMania. And, and I don't know if like this is this, it because this this was really? this again. No, because again, Charlotte was already quote injured, so she came in. So she's got plausible deniability now, right? She can come back and be like, "You didn't really beat me. I was injured. Beat me straight up." Um, which of course continued later. Uh, Nia watched the match and was interviewed and said, "You know, it'd be an awful shame if someone kicked the queen when she's down." She went and found Charlotte, put her arm in a hamper, and smashed her arm and quote injured Charlotte. So, as you said, Nick, as we reported today on BWO Daily, Charlotte is actually going out for elective surgery and is rumored to be out till at least SummerSlam at the earliest, according to Dave Meltzer. And through the end of the year, possibly to the Royal Rumble, uh, or Royal Rumble time by Talk Sports. So, as you said, with the, you know everybody who's been out there complaining about too much Charlotte since WrestleMania, too much Charlotte, well, there was a lot of AJ when he was champ too. There's a lot of Bailey and Sasha now that they're multiple champs. It seems to be with the way WWE does things is to rely on their champs to put up a lot of TV time, and that's understandable. They're your champs for a reason. Charlotte's now gone. Does that leave a big void where she was taking up TV time? People have kind of gotten their wish here, Nick. People were saying, I'm getting too much Charlotte. I'm getting too much Charlotte. Can Charlotte just go away? Boom. Your wish is granted. Monkey's paw. Little finger goes down. Charlotte's leaving. She's done for a few months. Um, she's going to come back. She's going to come back and have beef with Oscar. She's going to come back and have beef with Nia Jax. She's got ready-made programs where programs, when she comes back, what's going to, who's going to step up into this, into her, into the position. Uh, well, first a comment, I hope they really keep her off TV and it's not a thing where they still trot her out just in non-competitive situations. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but, and I understand the desire to want to do that. And to have her come out and cut promos and do other non-in-ring activities, but if it were me, I would let her go do what she needs to get done, and then have her be a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble in January. Right. To make it something substantial. It's six months from now. In the and then have Nia Jax things, take her out of the Rumble, and then they restart their feud there, something like that. It's a heartbeat six months. Yes. You know, it, it's going to be, we're going to be it back at, uh, it's going to be Christmas in a few months. We're all going to look at me, where did 2020 go? Oh <laughs> good, my good God. Riddance. Good riddance, 2020. <laughs> uh, careful what we wish for. We kind of said that about 2019 too, when all our favorites were passing away. Is that about 2016 too? Oh, it's every, right. it's just, uh, good so, times. Yeah, do, 
I'm anxious to see, A, what Pritchard can do, and mm. B, can these other ladies – listen, I said it on BW Daily. Opportunities abound, ladies. It's time to shine. Yeah. Because the queen has left the building. This means that your chance is now. Br- brass so, ring, theoretically, hanging above the ring, one would, one would yes. assume. Um, I'm excited for that. I want to see some some new talent. I want to see some new programs. I want to see Sonny Deville get pushed to the moon. All kinds of stuff. New, let's, let's make new, some other new, people right? shine. New programs? Yes. New. N-E-W? Yes. Okay. N-E-W. I did not say nude. Good. Good. I would I hope nude. I would hope not, Nick. It'd be the wrong time now to do that. Uh, over in the Super Chat, Kyle Line Drive, $5. Thank you very much. He says, to Charlotte's Thank credit, you, her saying injury means nothing. I got to go out there. No excuses. Helped really put over Asuka on the way out, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it, they, they played both sides against the middle. Agreed. They were able to have Charlotte take it like a champ uh, and say, I should still be able to beat Asuka. While at the same time, anyone who's a Charlotte fan can say, ah, she was injured. So they get to have their cake and eat it too with that. Asuka <laughs> fans get to say, no, Charlotte said I should have been able to beat her regardless. So, right. yeah, it's, they, they definitely do get it both ways. Um, I also, yeah, I also got to, uh, put out there. Butters just said that, uh, Bianca Belair might this be a time time for her to step up. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Kyle posted something earlier that was, I thought very interesting. Um, and it's a very good point. Naya injured Charlotte on the way out. What is Naya's big criticism that people have of her right now? Unsafe worker injures people way to dominate the SEO on Naya. By saying Naya injures, Naya injures, you Google Naya injures, now you get Charlotte and you're in storyline. So, smart. That's smart right there. Um, we were discussing the women's division there, Nick. Let's talk about the other part of it. Sasha and Bailey are currently your women's tag champs. They had a match against the Iconics, which they, which they won fairly handily, or rather Sasha won. Bailey got knocked off the ring apron by incidental contact, and then Sasha beat both Iconics by herself. <laughs> tapped out Peyton Royce. And then as they both get in the ring to celebrate, she turns to Bailey and go, you know what, Bailey, I'm, I'm a little bit jealous of the fact that you're Bailey dose straps, and I just don't know what that feels like. So I want a title match. And Bailey just kind of goes, Nani? What? And Sasha goes, I'm just kidding. I want it with Asuka. I want it with Asuka. Gotcha. Ha, ha, ha. Swerved you and the audience back home who's been waiting for us to turn on each other for a while now. No, no, no. Oh, I want, eight years, that's all. I yeah. want Asuka, and Asuka very handily comes out to get beaten down by both ladies and uh, put in the bank statement by Sasha Banks. So Extreme Rules confirmed Asuka versus Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, no word on if they'll be defending the tag belts anytime between now and then or at Extreme Rules, but... Nick, could this be the end of Asuka's reign in order to get all the belts on two of the two remaining four horsewomen in order to beef up their feud even more? Because they do have the tag belts. They can go to both brands willy-nilly now. So if Sasha does win it, she could be on Raw and Bailey could be there as well because they're tag champs. My head's going to explode. Is that, do you see that being a possibility? And if no. so, is that the smart idea? You don't see it being a possibility just, at all. Oscar just tapped out Charlotte. You right? I don't, I don't think she's beating Sasha Banks. Or I'm sorry, excuse me. I don't think Sasha Banks is going to beat her. You don't think that. her beating Charlotte was a way to say no? Oscar's great on the way to having her lose to Sasha because Bailey I can interfere. Not. There's all kinds of ways this can go down. 
I do not. It's extreme rules. I, I, the rules are extreme, I, I, Nick. Uh, they're super extreme, right? They're going to be extreme. I, I, I do not want that. No, thank you. Uh, I, I would much rather see Sasha go after Bailey's SmackDown Women's Championship. I listen. If they end up putting the tag belts and both brand championships on those two ladies, my conspiracy theory is true. Which is that all they do is is book titles for the four horsewomen of NXT. Well, I mean, Becky had two straps. I feel everyone else is like, I want two straps too. Yeah. I want I want to have two belts. So, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I I it's it is far from out of the realm of possibility they could do that. Uh, and give Sasha that accolade just to heat up the, you know, they they swerved us this week. They tried to once again put it in our minds that Bailey and Sasha at some point are going to break up. Uh, there's going to be some sort of betrayal, and and they're they have been teasing it for months now, and they have been building it up and building up and building it up. And if they're gunning for SummerSlam, imagine having the Raw champion versus the SmackDown champion, and they're also co-tag champs. It writes itself, Nick. It kind of does. It's kind of crazy like Nick booking, like something I would write. Yeah. Only, you know, actually might happen. Okay. Uh, but I'm just saying, so so if Asuka loses to Sasha, is that going to flip your wig in terms of the four horsewomen's dominance? Yep. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Okay. So the, the wig will get flipped? Snatched. <laughs> You get, whatever you get, I, what are the kids ball. calling it now wig snatch what's Katy perry ball. i don't know yeah, yeah that's i can't uh, keep up that's also naomi but uh right way to keep up there nick <laughs> it's okay someone else who's keeping up on things is edge he kept up on raw last monday when randy orton booted the head off of his best friend christian and we had a little pre-record promo from edge sitting in the corner of a darkened ring and cutting the closest thing i can imagine to like a Joker origin story promo <laughs> starting off. I was watching that going, it just kept ratcheting up the intensity throughout yes. the entire thing. And I was yes. going, is, is, th is this going to have a ceiling? Is is he literally going to jump out of his skin at some point? He did. I, I, yeah. Agreed. He, he almost kind of just did. He had that little tremble there at the end. You have awoken. The rated R superstar. So this whole Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> so this was this was uh, this is in the running for promo of the year. Yes, right off the bat, he's got, got a couple of those in the running. This he's year. got a couple. This this is his best one to date, by far, as you said, because he starts one place and goes a few other places and then ends up on such an intensity intense level, and he he goes so dark with it at the end. Where he starts off being like, all right, Randy, yeah, I saw you last week on Monday, and you say you beat me at the, at the wrestling, the greatest wrestling match ever. You think you must be the greatest wrestler, but it's funny the greatest wrestler needed to use a low blow when he was against the ropes at the end because I was locking in the anti-venom, and you needed that to get out of that. But okay, tell yourself whatever you have to tell yourself, Randy. Here's the problem, though, is you injured me in that match. You kept going. You then hurt my friend. 36 years and yet jesus christ and you, my friend of 36 years <laughs> and you you made me injure myself so i couldn't pick up my daughter on father's day oh he had a couple of like chill inducing moments in this 
But then he goes to the dark place and he says, you've awoken something that hasn't been awoken in a while. I'm no longer the PG superstar that I was since I got back and was just happy to be here. Now you're done. <laughs> Randy, you're done effed up. Yep. Because now Edge is saying that he may be injured, but yes, Randy has voices in his head, but Edge is going to be the other voice, the voice that Randy's always wondering when something bad is going to happen to him. Edge is going to ruin his life. He's going to psychologically destroy him. He's going to emasculate him. He's going to make him wish that Cowboy Bob had been shooting blanks on the night he was conceived. Uh, Edge dropped some bombs in this one. Damn, son! Uh, so he's... I'm going to get into your life and tear it apart from the inside. The Rated R Superstar is back. Um, so we estimated tricep tear, minimum six months. Royal Rumble, maybe he could be back at the earliest. Are they going to be able to find enough for Edge and possibly Christian as well to do in that time to, to, mm. to make this come true? We got a little – well, I want to talk about the other thing before I answer that. Okay, so let's talk about the other um, half of this. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Randy Orton's What happened response. immediately after Edge cut his. Right. Randy saying, I'm a snake. And what do snakes do when they're cornered? They lash out. They strike violently at whatever's nearby. Um, reiterated that he's now like he's loving being the legend killer again. Um, right. Had a had a ceremony with Rick Rick Flair in the ring where Rick was supposed to basically say you're the greatest wrestler of all time, and they started doing that. But we also knew that Big Show was there. He was there last week and he's there this week. And he told Charlie backstage that you know sometimes I'm like the fun happy guy you see on the Netflix uh, show, the Big Show show, and sometimes I'm the angry, pissed off, heartless giant. That's what I am tonight. And he went out to the ring pissed off at Randy Orton is like, you hurt my friends. And Randy goes, you know what? We've been down the road with each other for how long? 20 years now, big show. You helped raise me like we're buds, you know, but you're kind of a legend, big show. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, nod, nod. So don't piss me off or I'll kill you. And big show squares up and Randy slithers out of the ring, Walks back up the ramp being like, fine, it's on you now, Big Show. You've pissed me off. Here we go. Looks like we're heading into a feud with Randy Orton and Big Show. Now, I will say this, Nick. My description of that segment did not do it justice. Randy is firing on every single cylinder that man has in his tank right now. Right. The way he got in Big Show's face, the way he escaped out of the ring when Big Show looked like he was going to hit him, the way he backed up the ramp yelling stuff at Big Show was... It shows how infuriating it is when that guy is not motivated and when he's phoning it in. Because Jesus Christ, when he wants to be good, he's one of the best of all time. And there's just no Agreed. arguing it. Agreed. <laughs> like, Agreed. he knocked so the segment out of the park. Are you on board with a Randy Orton big show program to tide us over until Edge can get back? If you had told me a month ago, two months ago, pre-WrestleMania, Sure. Okay, after the Edge feud, Randy Orton's going to go face Big Show. I would have laughed. I'd have been like, are you kidding me? Come on. Pfft, get out of here. That's terrible. After what they set up this week with Edge, after what they set up this week with, with where Big Show's head is at, with his friends, uh, where Randy's at, I'm, you got my attention now. Like, I know Randy's going to kick Big Show's ass, but how we get there is going to be, if, this was entertaining as hell. Yeah. I was in, uh, you got me invested. 
I'm, uh, that's the word I, exact word I was going to use. I, I wasn't in before, but I'm invested now. Uh, I like Big Show squaring up and just egging him on, seeing if he can get him to come at him so he can give him a knockout punch or whatever that he calls that thing. Weapon of Master But I also really, really, really like the fact that Show, some would even call you a legend. And just the little <gasps> legend killer. Just that kind of stuff. Like, I, I like that kind of stuff. It's cheesy. It's goofy. It's why we watch wrestling. It's, you know, that's the kind of stuff that I really enjoyed is the two face-offs, mic to mic, cutting promos on each other. But I'm the same way. Yeah, if you had told me a couple of months ago pre-WrestleMania that, okay, okay, you're, you're going to get your last standing match between Edge and Orton. It, it's going to be fantastic. But after that, he's going to get into a program with Big Show. <laughs> on, on paper, you're like, what? what? Why? What, really? No. Uh, okay. Mm. Kyle with the super chat, 10 bucks. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I like Big mm. Show being used the way he is, kind of like everyone's big brother who comes around to teach some lessons. Did it with Drew, the Raiders, the Prophets, and now Orton. Props. The biggest brother. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest brother. I came in last week and got to punch some ninjas. It was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm not mad at this at all. So color me intrigued. Obviously, they have to kill time until Edge gets back. We have a little program with Big Show to get there, and it's set up in this way. Pfft, sold. Sold. Yep. Take my money and put it in my eye holes. I don't know if I can say the same thing about the title program, though, Nick. We had oh, a boy. hard, hard left turn from Bobby Lashley and Drew tearing it up. The top of the show, Drew comes out with his title in hand and says, uh, yeah, Things are good to be me. And as he's saying that, out comes Dolph Ziggler? Uh, What? See, apparently, according to Dolph Ziggler, when they traded AJ to SmackDown, because apparently he was mad at Paul Heyman, they traded Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode to Raw. Well, they traded AJ for two future superstars, draft picks, whatever ambiguous thing. Yeah. And those are apparently... It was Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. I'd Which, say SmackDown got the better end of the deal. <laughs> they got a new Intercontinental Champion, and Raw got <laughs> Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. <laughs> Which, yes, I know all of you guys who are big fans of both guys out there. So are we. But at the same time, yeah. you have to admit their stock in the company right now is not exactly high. And the fact that Dolph's... Well, and this was interesting because, of course, as we know, Dolph and Drew do have history. There was a lot of referring to history on the show, and I like that. I like it when they refer to history and put things in historical context. It makes it seem like there's a continuity to the show, even though we all know there isn't really. But doing that makes it feel like there is. So, out of that, Dolph saying, that's right, Drew, you were having a rough time of it when I brought you back to WWE and gave you purpose. We were a great tag team. I gave you the name of the Scottish Psychopath. And because of everything that I've done for you, you should give me a title shot. And Drew shoots back at him going, are you really sure you want that, Dolph? Because ever since you and I split up, you've been losing a lot. I went and got the title. And remember how you called me the Scottish Psychopath? If you thought I was bad when I didn't have a title, imagine how bad I'm going to be when I've got something to protect and defend. I'm going to eat you alive. You still want that match? And Dolph goes, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, I do. Drew goes, all right, you got it. Extreme rules. You got the match. So Drew's official next opponent is Dolph Ziggler. Now, okay, historical context aside, is that an exciting place to go from Bobby Lashley? I want to like it. And for all of the reasons that you just outlined, we got the story, we got the context, all of that. I'm trying to I'm trying to accept it. I'm trying to move forward with it. I like the fact that there's history. We all know Dolph Ziggler is one of the best in-ring workers in wrestling in the company. And he'll they'll those two will put on a banger match. Just like we were very pleasantly surprised at Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Is it believable that little Dolphy Ziggles can take out Drew McIntyre? Nope. <laughs> So, uh, how we, am I, I how am I supposed to get my head around this? We've got some weeks between now and then to show that Dolph might have something on Drew that we're not seeing on paper, and that Drew isn't seeing on paper. You know, Dolph's got confidence. What is what does he really have though? So, does he I know? I don't think Drew's, Drew's lacking in the confidence department either. Well, this is the thing: we've got to have they, they've got a few weeks. Okay, yeah. so we know now he's the opponent. So now they've got to sell us, right? And you're going to have to you're going to sell me. I'm scratching my head. You're going to have to sell me on why I should give a crap about Dolph versus Drew other than they used to be a tag team. That's right. that's a pretty thin reason for me to care. So Some, somehow some way I, I would call it a couple super chats with a very relevant one. Andy said $2 super chat. Every new title holder needs a Ziggler feud by law. That's kind of where my head was going to is Ziggler is kind of the gatekeeper at some point for everybody in, mm. in modern WWE. <laughs> yeah, either the NXT call-ups or a, a, a title shot. But not, I mean, Bray didn't have to do it and Seth uh, sure. didn't have to do it. But sure. yeah, they're, they're people that have fallen through the cracks. Yeah. But yeah, every once in a while, they remember the Ziggler's there and they put him in a title picture. And it, it's basically, he's like the male Natalia at this point where he just kind of hangs out and does stuff. And then all of a sudden, point, they'll be like, uh, it's, it's the beginning of summer. You go have a title feud. You can put on a match. How dare you put Dolph Ziggler in the same category? Tell me I'm wrong. Great worker. Uh, was once upon a time much better than they are now. Is able to be plugged into any program and get something out of it, but never is going to see a title, uh, a title again in their lives. I don't disagree with any one of those check marks to validate your narrative, but it's still not a fair comparison. How you when you can tell me exactly why it's not a fair comparison, I will listen. Uh, Chris, 1978, with a two dollar super chat, says, "Huh? What? Why? Yeah, I'm assuming you mean because of Dolph Ziggler uh, getting the title. <laughs> why shot. would yeah. you? Huh? The Lashley feud was going so well. Uh, and then Kyle with another two dollar super chat. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, Dolph is this gener is his generation's X Pac. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm gonna go that far. No, I'm not gonna go there. I'm not. I'm, I don't agree with that actually, uh, because pe- God, people hated X Pac. That's reason it's called X Pac Heat. People yeah. just don't. People want to root for Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> That's the thing. People yeah. want to root for Dolph, Dolph Ziggler, but just time and time and time again, being a Dolph Ziggler fan is just one of the most painful things you could possibly. It's like it's like being a Browns fan. I was I was Dolph Ziggler's fan. biggest fan when he was flanked by AJ Lee and Big E Langston. Yeah. I, I swear, I, he was one of my, during that, we were getting, we were in Super Cena, 
We were kind of uh, getting into punk territory, but yeah, that 2010-ish time frame when he won Money in the Bank and he got the World Championship and he was the show-off, had the curly perm and all of that stuff, man. I was massive, massive Dolph Ziggler fan at that time. Yep. And he's had a great Painful. decade. Painful every year. Yeah. Just like the Browns. Yeah. Uh, so we'll and see what happens because of that. I, one can only assume that this hard swerve to the left is because of Hayman's departure and maybe Dolph's a Pritchard guy. Don't know. But here we go. Uh, also, a major storyline on the show. Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio. Rey is finally coming back to the show after, having, after being nearly blinded by Seth Rollins and his disciples on the ring steps. This time, Ray's brought his son, Dominic. Last week, Dominic did a run-in on Seth and got, got his piece of flesh and then ran out. This week, Ray is out to talk with Dominic about Seth. And he says, yeah, last week, Dominic, I was so mad because you left. And by the time I realized where you were going, I was terrified for you. I'm so happy everything worked out. But man, if things had gone wrong, I couldn't have lived with myself. Just glad you're okay. But I have to say, I'm worried about you. You know, you're a grown man, but I'm still your dad. So I'm asking you if you'd please yeah. like, let me do this. By, you're twice my size, but I'm still your dad. Uh, I'm wondering if you let me do this by myself. And Dominic's like, no, I'm, I'm doing this with you, Dad. I want to fight these bastards. And Ray says, all right, you're my son. Cool, let's do this. And out comes Seth. And he says, you guys, you're confusing me. I just want Ray or I just want Dominic. And I could either kill a father in front of his son or I could sacrifice the son in front of his father. But wait, maybe there's no decision to be made. Maybe two eyes are better than one. And he very sinisterly comes towards the ring and kneels with his arms outstretched. And out comes Murphy and Theory. And they're going to take down Ray and Dominic three on two. But then wait! Out of the back, running, comes, uh, comes Alistair Black and Humberto Carrillo takes out the disciples. And there's a big old scrum all around the ring. Uh, Seth ends up getting isolated and all four of the good guys try to put his eye out on the ring steps. He gets saved. And we end up with everyone kind of posing off and then the tension remains and how do you think this is going to settle down nick this was the close of the show <laughs> was the four good guys the three bad guys um technically if you pull out dominic you basically got a three-on-three -three match you do we've got a few weeks until extreme rules how do they get from where we are now to what looks like it's going to be a three-on-three -three match of some sort at extreme rules what, where, where is this heading to? It was the main I'd event, like, so they're obviously thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Before I give my opinion, uh, Nick Guard One, this Ooh. just in, has made a delivery to Esme with a, a BWO logo mouse pad. Yes. Nice. Yes. All right. Please make sure you post a picture and let me know how those look. I have not gotten one of those yet, and I'm <laughs> cautiously optimistic Skeptically they're going to be as awesome as the shirts. Uh, but yes, thank you very much, Ezra. Really appreciate that. If you guys would like to buy some merch, uh, exclamation point merch in the uh, chat box there. But um, I think my hang up right now is I want to see Dominic lace up a pair. I want to see some, I want to see him do something. Nick, Nick booking. Nick booking. Yeah. Not for that reason. I want to see him <laughs> actually wrestle a match. Okay. To, are we going to have a three on three, or is it going to be three on three with Dominic at ringside? Do you count the Brock Lesnar okay. match? Do you count that no, one? That was not a match. He, he pulled off. He pulled off frog splash. He was doing. He did a six one nine. Boy has some yeah, moves. I, he's got the moves. Yeah. He, he didn't get that size from his dad. <laughs> I don't right. know where he got it from. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. 
Uh, yeah, but yeah, I'd like to see more of Dominic before we start. Like you said, we've got a few weeks. Let's see what happens. Um, the last thing I want is Seth Rollins out there talking about sacrifices and crucifixions and all that kind of stuff. Like, okay, dude, calm down. <laughs> that's, that's that might take it a bit too far. Why? But I I'm not mad at this. I, I like I like Alistair being involved. I like Umberto being involved. Um, and I, and I like Murphy and theory together. Yeah. And I love Seth's dead eyed cult leader gimmick. That he's got going on. It's yeah, it's, it's all good stuff. It's just, it needs the wheels need to hit the pavement. You know what I mean? And I feel like it's been like, it's, it's got a big engine in this, mm-hmm. in this whole thing. Like there's, I mean, Jesus Christ, look at the talent involved. Holy crap. From top to bottom. This is nothing but sparkling, spectacular talent. It just the wheels need to hit the pavement on something here. Yep. Um, I need to understand I, why we're doing this. Yeah, basically. It needs to be about more. If there's going to be six or seven people involved, it needs to be about more than you t- attempted to take out Ray's eye with the ring steps. I mean, that's I get, really I get what it. the crux of all of this is. Well, the problem is, is that that's fine for a week or two, but it's been over a month now. It's been right. a while, and it's that particular thing that we got to move i think we're about to move on from that so we yelled at each other on a couple of skype calls like that's the extent of this entire (laughs) thing right now so right i need i need i need some more meat i need some more something else that to to sink my teeth into here besides those two things that are somewhat trivial agreed would you say you need a turkey leg nick because bad idea it's not a bad idea you well, could go for a Renaissance Fair turkey leg right now. You could now go for, sure. for a turkey leg. Well, that's funny because so could the Viking Raiders, especially after they had their match. Finally, finally had their match with the Street Profits. We've had a month and a half nearly of anything you can do, I can do better. They did bowling. They did axe tossing. They did all kinds of the triathlon, decathlon, whatever. They did all kinds of goofy things to extend this feud. Well, we finally had a match on a random episode of Raw, <laughs> and it was... I, I gotta say, Nick, it was fine. It was a match. It was, it was but it was fantastic. But it was nothing to write home about with all of that sure. build. And ultimately, the profits did pick up the win after one of Montez Ford's absolutely freaking ridiculous frog splashes. I think he came. He went like over the rafters and came back down. Some say time. he is flying still. Yeah, absolutely insane. But <laughs> the profits pick up the win here, and then immediately afterwards. Who should run in but Andrade and Angel Garza to disrupt the festivities and make the Viking Prophets all get into the ring and kind of huddle together? Okay, so now we've got Angel Garza and Andrade functioning as a tag team. They appear to have put their beef behind them, whether that's because Paul Heyman's booking is gone and they're reforming them and saying they're a tag team now because why the heck not? Or what? We're not entirely sure, but they seem to be back on the same page. And now gunning for the Street Profits and their gold. They made it very clear they wanted those gold belts. Nick, what happens to the Viking Raiders now? And is Garza and Andrade a good moving on from the Viking Raiders for the Street Profits? Like, is that a good next feud? I think so because it it boosts up the tag division even more. We we've had two. Your, we've had your top two. What your what teams were left after the. Uh, the, the evisceration of the roster, we've we've had Street Profits and, and Viking Raiders. That's been it. And they've been doing this friendly thing for a month now, a couple of months now. 
So we need more. We need a heel team in there somewhere. So it can't just be Street Profits and Viking Raiders going anymore. At least now, if they drop those titles down to Andrade and Garza, now you've got some kind of sort of three-way tag match action, or they can go fight one team or go fight the other team, or they can fight over the contentions and all of that. Like, we've got some motion at that. Are you, are you actually rationalizing putting two singles wrestlers together in a tag team and it being okay? No. No. Okay. Just just trying to figure out why you're okay. Not with at all. This. Why are because you okay? Because the with this tag all? team division does not exist right now. <laughs> well. We we have no other choice. Would <laughs> I would I much rather see Andrade push to the moon? Yes. Would I much rather see Angel Garza somehow going after the United States Championship? Go go get Apollo Cruz? Yes. We're gonna put him in a tag team to boost the L-I-W-W-E thing and maybe reinvigorate that somehow and show right. that they had to be torn apart before they could become a, a, a unit. Okay. I, I can get behind that. I'm just wondering, what should we call their tag team? Andrade and, and Angel Garza. Ooh. How about, the, how about, how about, how about, I mean, given the fact that, you know, standing next to Angel Garza is an intimidating, intimidating thing for any man, why don't we call them the Ding Dongs? Oh. Because next to the dong, everything is a ding. You have Andrade and me, Angel Garza, the master. I don't, of the I don't know Garza if we dong. can make if we're allowed to make Garza dong jokes anymore after this last week. But we're gonna. Okay, we're gonna. It's all right. It must. be I think done. everybody that's here, that's fans of us, understands that we mean when, that in the nicest, funnest way. It is impossible to not make that reference when that man rips off his pants. It's just <laughs> kind of out there. You know Those what I mean? High cut trunks. <laughs> it's <laughs> everything is just so pertly packaged. You kind of it's just you're. Oh. I'm sorry if it's if it's gonna be out there like that. We 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 discuss everything from hairstyles on this show to how the wrestlers dress and how how the, how effective the moves are. It's just we're seeing what's in front of our eyes. All right. And when Finn Balor got on the ring apron and decided to to thrust outwards into a camera. We, we couldn't help but see what he was trying to prefer at us. Same thing with Angel Garza. So the ding-dongs it is, the ding-dongs versus the street profits coming to a television near you sometime soon for better or for worse. Uh, Kyle in the chat, $2, thank you, said, Los Idolos. Which is I'm not, not mad at that. Not mad at that. I'm not mad at that either. I, I would love to see them have more of a faction, maybe they could recruit and turn Lince Dorado and Grand Metalik, and now you've got an LIWWE faction going on. I, I was really, really hyped when we had Theory in there and we were going to have a an LI, a, a Los Ingobernables arm in WWE. I that sounded good for a second. I figure out how to do that. But now we have the ding-dongs. Oh, we're the dong, dong, dong. The dong is the song. Oh, we're the dong, dong, dong. The dong is the song. Oh, the dong, dong, dong. No? Okay. I, I think there's Moving some on. kind of... You know what? I think there's some kind of challenge for, for patrons in, in tearaway pants at some point. <laughs> oh, <the future>. no! <laughs> that's going to that's gonna be... Uh, for the pickums on this show, that's going to be some, a, a thing right there. Oh, boy, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, they, we, we're not we going might... to make it... It ain't going to be that easy. We That's might, a big uh, one. We might lose some subscribers. If that we're, may be a if we're talking about a hundred patrons and we hit that milestone, okay. Ugh. Just a, a pickums challenge for like SummerSlam? No, no. That it, way, I'm not giving. It would that have away. to be. It would have to be something serious. It'd be like me singing Tai Chi, who also rips off his pants. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, He's also. It's. it's why is everybody ripping off their pants? You know, <laughs> it's a thing. I don't know. It's just some okay. some people like ripping off pants. 
Some people who don't wear pants are Apollo Crews and Shelton. Shelton. Benjamin. Benjamin. Mm. They had a match for the U.S. championship. Uh, Once again, MVP was offering his services to Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews said no, and this time Shelton got a lot closer to beating him, but Apollo still gutted out a victory, which MVP duly applauded. MVP is still involved with Lashley, Nick. Yep. What do you what do we think? Do we think Lashley's going to be ending up gunning for the uh, U.S. title now? He's going to take a step. Well, down? Uh, if what happened after the match is any indication, I'd say yes. <laughs> uh, Lashley was on a tear last night, just full Nelsoning everything he could get his hands on. Yep. He got our truth. He got Sh- uh, not Sh- uh, Apollo Cruz after his uh, retention after Shelton. So yeah, uh, it could be an interesting feud. I like that. I'm not sure if the angle here is MVP trying to recruit or get a title match for the U.S. title against Apollo Crews. I haven't really... Has that been declared? Well, I don't think so. it's weird because I'm kind of disappointed that they took Lashley off the title picture so quickly where I felt like they had enough open-ended stuff to keep it going. Um, now we're in the U.S. title. It seems like a step down, but I feel like MVP's whole thing is I'm going to get my boy Lashley a belt. Yeah. Um, and if... At this point, much like we say about any leader, at some point you've got to, you've got to show up. You've got to show that you can accomplish what you promise. So, in other words, at some point MVP's got to get Lashley that U.S. title. Yeah. Now, I feel like it's a step down for Lashley. He looked like an absolute monster on this show. They did a good job of making him look terrifying all across the show, as you said. But it does beg the question, why isn't he going back for Drew McIntyre? Why isn't MVP shoving Dolph Ziggler out of the way and and inserting Lashley back in this or having Lashley take out Dolph Ziggler? It doesn't make a lot of sense. It does seem like a a demotion or a step down for Lashley to be shooting for the U.S. title. But at least he's going for a title. I think you might be jumping to conclusions. We still got a month to Extreme Rules. We still got three weeks. So I'm not saying. I'm just saying we still could find a way for that to happen. We could have MVP lobby to have Lashley get a contention match or insert it as a triple threat, something along those lines. Um, line drive with the $5 super chat says, Thank ain't you. no stopping me now, <laughs> uh, except time limitations on Raw, despite Apollo and Shelton can tear the place down. I, oh, yeah, no, I man, dude. What? Let those guys go. For they had like seven minutes, minutes, and it was just awesome from start to oh. finish. I'm like, just no more of this, more of this, and less of the kind of ninja tomfoolery we saw over the 24/7 division. You were talking about Lashley killing people. We said our truth came out the top. Thought that uh, Nia Jax was uh, was dressing up as a ninja. I think. Um, I don't know. He, he, he mistook Nia Jax. No, he thought Nia Jax was Akira Tozawa in that's disguise. What it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Well, one of, yeah. Aren't ninjas masters of disguise? <laughs> of deception? That's pretty masterful. <laughs> uh, but no, he finally did get his match with Akira Tozawa. Only he didn't because Lashley came out and murdered him for what he did mm. to Lashley last week, costing Lashley that shot at the title. Uh, meanwhile, Tozawa hit under the ring, and Lashley came down, murdered all of Tozawa's ninjas, murdered R-Truth. Tozawa comes sneaking out from under the ring, covers R-Truth. Akira Tozawa is your new 24-7 champion. And I gotta say, just based on his physical comedy and and expressions alone in the last three weeks, deserved. Nick, when when they first had the 24-7 championship, we wanted them to do 
insane stuff with it, like get as wild as possible, get crazy, is having it on the head of a group of uh, 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 of a motorcycle ninjas, is that the kind of goofiness we were talking about? Absolutely. Okay, and, so you're happy you with can, this. You can take it even further. Let let a motorcycle accidentally fall over on top of Akira oh, Tozawa, no. and he can't get up, and the motorcycle becomes 24-7 champion. Like, if we're going to punk it like the way that we've and done with And then the next person who rides a motorcycle, the next person who rides a motorcycle becomes right. champ. There's a ref there that taps the gas ca- gas tank, one, two, three, and now what that the, person is. What you the, know, it, the What champ. just happened? <laughs> yep. You want you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. So, um, I'm, yeah, make take this even further. They've made a mockery of it with our truth and, and Gronkowski and Mojo and everybody a, else that's been wait, involved. Wait, wait, wait. Made a mockery of it? It's the 24-7 yes. championship. It looks like something that you win from throwing baseballs at a county fair. It does. It's never been something prestigious. You were shitting on it last week because it was in a match with the WWE championship. What do you mean? Hang on. To, come on. Hang on. Who trotted this thing out and got us all excited at the very beginning? Mick Foley. Yes. Mr. Hardcore himself. Right. Coming out and saying, we have to defend it anywhere, anytime, any place. Mick Foley ain't been hardcore since 2006. We thought it was going to be the second coming of the hardcore championship. Well, I thought trash wrestling 90s. at best. I didn't see like blood and guts. I didn't see hardcore. I saw like you know hardcore Holly like running around backstage and being goofy like and that's kind of what we got except it's our truth instead of hard instead of uh, Crash Holly now. Okay. Go back and watch that. We're getting Crash I, Holly 2.0. Our truth isn't wheeling a shopping cart full of implements down to the ring either. No, so, he's just he's a lot funnier <laughs> than that. He doesn't need to have all that all that stuff. He can just come out there and, and run his mouth and be entertaining. That's fair. Uh, you know what? I like the way this turned out. I do it. Do I want to see it get even crazier? Yes. But do I love yep. the fact that they, the the leader of a motorcycle ninja gang, is is the twenty four seven champion in wrestling now? You know what? I'm, All right. I'm just gonna go with it. it it's it's, a, that, I, it's WWE. Just, hands off the wheel. Let's just go. It's a Saturday morning <laughs> cartoon. Go with it. We've got the yep. Viking prophets. Literally, ha- they have their own theme song now. Okay, like <laughs> it's it's a Saturday morning cartoon. If you're taking it too seriously. Ease off. We've had to yeah. on this show a few times. We take it too seriously. We got to take a deep breath. <sighs> Tazawa well, is goofing up a storm. It's a lot of fun. I'm just rolling with it. A couple so. of super chats to get to. Chris, 1978, sent a two dollar super chat. Says cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. Yes, your honor, it's Thank true. You, this man has no dick. Yes. Uh, also, Kyle again with a two dollar super chat. Paul Burchill returns. Pirates versus ninjas. Sold. <laughs> yes. Sold. Done. Absolutely. Mwah. I'm in. Uh, 100% yes. in. I will say this. Speaking of the ninjas, did you recognize any of the ninjas? I did Were we able to figure out who they were? No. So there was the one time they were standing behind Tazawa, and I froze it, looked at their eyes, trying to figure out who they were. So the two of them were Ever-Rise. I know that. Then Swerve Scott was the tall one, and Tony Nese was the other one. Really? So it's the 205 ninjas to me now. The 205, <laughs> the 205 ninja squad. Which is what fitting as seeing how Akira Tozawa basically carried that entire division on his back for former, a better part of a year. Former <laughs> cruiserweight champ. Yeah. Last time we yeah. saw Tozawa before he was a motorcycle ninja, he was high-fiving uh, Lijo de Fantasma in the parking lot. So looks like Santos Escobar mm. rubbed off on him. 
Maybe maybe he Hello. bought a little bought a little too much of Santos Escobar's product, if you know what I'm saying. I did. That's what I makes do. him so crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So finally on Raw this week, Natalia. We mentioned her earlier. Well, she was out as well. She was teaming up with Bobby Lashley's ex-wife, soon-to-be ex-wife, Lana. Lana came out to ringside with Natalia. Huh. Natalia had a match with Liv Morgan, who she pretty handily beat the crap out of. Tapped her out. Great. Middle of the ring. Okay. She also completely no-sold this lesbian angle from three, four months ago with with Lana as she was just getting into the ring. Like, wouldn't you be beside yourself if your former love interest that you came out crying about during her wedding was ringside all of a sudden right beside... Hashtag WW Logic. Well, she was distracted. She was distracted. She got distracted by Lana. They they didn't make any direct reference to her and Lana's history. Obviously, they pick and choose the history they want to remind us of. But maybe that subtext was there, Nick. I don't know. The bottom line is, is that Lana is aligning with Natalia. Natalia is kind of like the big show of the women's division where we never can tell if she's going to be a good guy or a bad guy. Apparently right. now she's a bad guy. Yeah. Um, does this signal a return to Lana trying to be an in-ring performer? Is she going to be a valet for someone else? Is her and Natalia a good pairing? Is Ruby Riot turning face because Liv Morgan was backstage telling her like don't make fun of me for not for things going wrong for me when I'm trying to get this everything on back, everything back on track and everything is falling apart. The worst um, thing they could do is just try to reassemble the Riot squad. Yeah. Now that you've completely flipped Liv You've given her a full makeover and repackaging, and you're just going to throw her back in with Ruby? Uh, please don't do that. I'm also going to say, there was for the three of these women, there was a whole lot of black plastic ring wear going on there. There was a lot of lycra <laughs> and vinyl and other plastic substances that I, I couldn't name on all three of these women. It was uh, oh. very bizarre. It looked like an S&M club in the 90s or maybe like extras from The Crow. I couldn't quite tell that it was very bizarre. But yeah, it, this, was, this was kind of bizarre all around. I'm waiting to see how this falls. Um, it's, it, again, it feels like post-Hayman shuffling. Shuffling the deck. Yeah, Kyle uh, in the chat says, watch Raw Talk. Natty is basically dollar store Charlotte with this current direction. Okay. I'm not sure what you mean by that, but I will go. I, it's definitely on my list to watch tonight, along with some New Japan. Whew. Wonder if she's uh uh oh by the way and Esme not kink shaming just pointing out kinks that's all yeah um to to each their own and and I love the crow by the way so ain't no shaming in my gaming um so one last little thing here Nick when we look when we look back at Raw and we're talking about Pritchard taking over and we're looking a lot of new talent is still there but it's so much more centered on talent from ten to fifteen years ago. Isn't it? Dolph Ziggler's getting a title shot. Uh, Big Show is back. Randy Orton's a major part of the show. Uh, do you feel that this is this is telling? It's like, should it be going backwards this much, or should they be continuing to try to build the new talent? Um, I wish there wouldn't have been so many title defenses on a Raw. I wish Was they it? would have been mm. saved for the pay-per-views and spent the time on Raw to build <laughs> feuds and create stories and do think like the stuff that they're doing with edge and randy i am very pleasantly surprised by the fact that it's still going on at this point i I, I did not think they could pull that off can i throw this out there as a possibility before we move on nick sure 
I feel like this was, quote, championship Monday Raw because it was the end of an era of writing and creating on Raw and they had to reset a lot of things. And okay. that's what those title matches were. They were the end of an arc, a story arc, or a bunch of arcs in, in Raw. But it always doesn't, Raw doesn't work like normal TV shows, but you could say this was the end of a part of the season, if you will. And now yeah. we're starting a whole bunch of new stuff. It seems like they're moving into new territory on a lot of feuds, right? Starting new sure. feuds. Um, having people end old feuds and then start redirecting. It did feel like the ending of a bunch of things, the beginning of other ones, hence all the title shots, hence all of the title matches. So in that sense, not mad at it, just very curious to see where they go from here. I mostly enjoyed uh, this Raw, for, for what it's worth. I, I, a lot of entertaining stuff. Solid Raw. A lot of, lot of story, a lot of things to keep us interested. But that does do it for Raw, but there's plenty more to keep us interested across the pond, Nick, because we have to go across and talk about New Japan. Mm. God, it just feels so good to hear you say that again. <laughs> it feels good to just, say it, man. All context aside, just it's been months. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're, we're talking New Japan, so Gerald has yes. to come down and join us. Come here, Gerald. There we go. All not right. just New Japan, folks. New Japan Cup is underway. Yeah. We're wrapping up the first round tonight. Mm -hmm. I mean, last night. Last night was the end of the first round. That's right. As of and as of now, they've got all of the English up, I believe, for the first three nights as well. Three so nights, yep. if you want to watch been it with killing it over there, he making has sure he's been got the English commentary. Working his ass off. Bless that man. Uh, so last week we covered night one. So we've had three nights since the last time we talked about New Japan on this show. Uh, and I got to say, Nick, right now you're on the lead in the pickums. My brackets got busted starting with night two. Uh, Okada did defeat Gato. We all kind of called that unless, like, barring just absolute shenaniganry. And there was a lot of attempts at shenaniganry. But no, Okada yeah. finally tapped out Gato, uh, which was very poetic. Uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru beat Yuya Uemura, which I think we kind of... I, th I wanted Uemura to go along to go on, but doesn't surprise me that much with a young lion. Taiji yep. Ishimori did defeat Gabriel Kidd. Uh, I hadn't really seen a lot of Kidd before. Dude has got a big future for him. That guy has got some serious good good look, good work. Uh, yep. And then the one that absolutely destroyed me on multiple levels, Yuji Nagata logs the latest win in the long-standing rivalry between he and Minoru Suzuki. I'm gonna say right now. I haven't cringed so hard at a wrestling match in a while. Those two guys are over 50, and they were hitting each other with strikes that would have crumpled a person in their 20s. A full-grown man in their 20s would have dropped at some of those. Holy crap. This match was thunderous. It was painful to watch, and it was I don't awesome. think I've ever seen awesome. stiffer elbow strikes to the, to the neck and chest oh uh, than I have this match. Yeah. Like, I thought they were going to take each other's heads off. Yeah. It was. It was. And they kept doing it for insane. like fifteen minutes. Oh, they, stop! <laughs> there, man. There were some hits at the end of this match that I swear to God, they, I, like, how do you not get knocked out cold by some of these hits? Those two uh, dudes beat the crap out of each other. Eugene Nagata, however, picking up the win and blowing my bracket out of the freaking water. Son of a uh, blue. I can't be mad at Blue Justice though. So it's all right. No, no. Night three, two nights ago, we had Hiroshi Tanahashi and Taichi. Nick, this is a this is a one that you called. Took a flyer thought, on this one. I had Tanahashi going on. Taichi, however, did pick up 
the slick victory. Nearly clean, too. Nearly clean beat uh, Tanahashi after absolutely destroying him uh, to, but right before the match. Tanahashi, as always, an amazing seller. Really, truly made you believe he was coming back. Um, but he did not. Later on in the evening, Ibushi beat Zack Sabre Jr. to advance. Not their best outing together. They have a great rivalry. I guess they were trying to... Ibushi uh, was saving it for later in the, in the series, I guess. I'm not sure. Uh, Sonata had a comedy match against Ryusuke Taguchi, and he won. And then another one that neither of us saw, Sho takes out the Rampage Dragon, drops Shingo Takagi. Very interesting. So now we, we knew they wanted to get a program with Sho and the Never Open Way title, which is Shingo's right now. I guess this is how they're starting it right here uh, with his win over Shingo in the cup. So Sho mm. probably going to be facing for that Never title, I'd imagine, at Dominion. So good on him. Yep. Uh, and at the end of night three, Taichi takes out both Tanahashi and Ibushi and is standing with the tag titles over their bodies. So you'd have to imagine that, uh, that, uh, that he's going to be heading for those tag titles probably at Dominion, yep. I would imagine. Because uh, yeah, he's, he's not beating Ibushi. I'm sorry. Oh, no. No, no, no. I, I totally, the reason I picked Tai Chi at the top of that one is because I don't think anybody wanted to see Kota Ibushi and Tanahashi again. I, I think I figured, that's a really smart pick. That's in hindsight, yeah. that's a really smart pick. They, that's it's such kind a of time for a Tai Chi to get a get a little bit of a um, push in a way. And they have been doing a good job of like you know, I, everyone knows I can't stand Tai Chi. I freaking hate him. And watching him beat my boy Tanahashi was infuriating. But at the same time, like they have been, like they've established the dude can pull off a win, a surprise win, uh, on the regular. So. Yeah, uh, this is going to be interesting to see where this goes forward. He set it up so that Ibushi will now have something to revenge on him. Be you beat up my tag team partner, then you beat up me. You son of a bitch, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Great. Um, as Chris, in uh, Chris says in the, the Super Chat, two bucks. Thank you, Chris. He says, you got knocked the F out. Yeah. <laughs> Neither one of them did. Yeah. Now, if only, if only Tony Lister were there right, to have a three-way with Nagata and Suzuki. It's my bike, punk. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, night four last night, Yoshihashi beat Hiroyoshi Tenzan, which I don't know why you thought Tenzan was winning that. But I, uh, I, uh, you know, Yoshihashi is one of those that's kind of there to eat pins most of the time. <laughs> that's that was really why I, I made that pick. You know, he's uh, I don't I don't really have much explanation. Yeah, that was it. I I, I was the same way with uh, with Uemura. I thought Uemura was going over Kanemaru. They were finally going to let him go face Okada, who I feel he's I, I'm really high on Uemura. Everyone knows that, but. Um, they're gonna. They're for the most part, with the exception of one or two upsets, they're keeping to the status quo. They also had uh, Bushi beat Yo, Evil beat Satoshi Kojima in a slobber knocker. You want to see some thick boys throwing thick strikes? That's one I haven't watched yet. Mm. I'm very anxious to see that one. And Hiroki Goto beat Yujiro Takahashi. This the that was the most wrestling I've seen the Tokyo Pimp do in a while. Yeah, but uh, and the finishing sequence was awesome on that. So it looks like I got it, to see him at the at the New Beginnings here in Raleigh. In you Durham. drew him, uh, Takahashi, yeah, and uh, he's a little guy. I, that's, yeah, yeah. I just it's Goto no. was gonna whoop his ass. Yeah. Goto, <laughs> just, dude, actually, you know, Goto is not much. Goto's got the traps, but he's not much bigger than Takahashi. Okay, he's just thick. Yeah, you know, Takahashi is he, Damn, he, he seems a little squirrely. He seems a little squirrely. Uh, yeah. so round two is coming up tonight. Tonight, if you're watching, you have Okada versus Nagata. Oh. Legend, legend versus future legend. Uh, that's going to be an awesome, awesome match. Uh, 
You've got Togi Makabe versus Tomohiro Ishii, which is, if you like hard-hitting matches, you're going to get your fill there. They're going to beat the crap out of each other. You've got Toru Yano versus my boy, Hiromu Takahashi, your boy, Hiromu Takahashi. By the way, they set up this match last night in the tag match. Hiromu actually got his legs tied up by Toru Yano and then desperately was trying to escape him as Toriano was trying to shave his head. Toriano actually pulled out some, so like his clippers out of his pants and started chasing around Hiromu. For those of you who don't remember, when Hiromu was a young lion, Toru beat his ass, and when he was lying there unconscious on the mat, Toriano shaved a little, like a, a horrible shave marks into his head with those same clippers, similar kind of clippers. So this is a historical thing. Everyone, yeah. everyone's saying, "Haha, this is funny." Yes, it was funny. It was very funny, and watching Hiromu hop around afterwards and try to chase after Toru because he's all mad and his fall on his face, I laughed my ass off. But at the same time, that's also pretty serious. Like, that's, that's calling back to kayfabe hazing when Hiromu was a young lion. So I have a feeling this match might start comedic, but might get serious as well. Yeah. So I like, I, I, I like th- the I kind think of Hiromu double. is going to get his pound of flesh at the end of it for that, that hazing. One wonders. That's, I have a feeling it'll yeah. be something where like there's comedy, but there's also some serious stuff in there as well. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing what they pull off tonight. Obviously, as I said, it's a it's a it's a feud that goes back a while that people may have forgotten about. Uh, and finally tonight, Taiji Ishimori versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru might be a sleeper match. Might be a match you fall asleep during. Not sure. Looking forward to seeing. Looking forward to finding out. That's all tonight. And then July first. Kota Ibushi versus Taichi. Let's see if he gets his revenge. Sho versus Sonata. Should be a nice technical match. Hiroki Goto versus Evil. More thick boys throwing thick mm. chunks of meat. And then Yoshihashi versus Bushi, which will be the, uh, that'll be the sleep match for that night. The one where you fall asleep because it's Yoshihashi and he's about as exciting as warm milk. So yeah. that is it for New Japan, Yeah, Nick. you question why excited. I picked Tenzan. <laughs> Just because, but they still book him. They still book Hashi to win. I I don't know why. It's like every once in a while over there, they want a a mayonnaise sandwich on white bread and chase it down with some some nice warm milk. I don't know. That's that's Yoshihashi to me. Anyway, that is New Japan, everybody. It's been very exciting. It's been awesome. As we said, the the English translation should be up right now. Night four should be up the next day or two. Uh, Plenty of, and then of course, night five, the beginning of round two is tonight. So check that out. It's been very good so far. Yes, indeed. I've got a couple left to catch up on. I'm trying my best. Uh, I've also been waiting on Kevin Kelly to get his English commentary up because I just I love listening to that dude call matches. It's fantastic. Oh, mm. uh, well, thank you very much, Sir Ian Dangerous, for that rundown of New Japan, the New Japan Cup. Oh yeah. Uh, but it is time for us to go over and do what we like to call mm. our moment of positivity. <laughs> That's right, the moment of positivity, the moment where we take a second to stop and think about something that made us happy, something that made us smile, something that gave us the warm, fuzzy feeling inside over the last few days of wrestling, something that we can relate to y'all, and that way you can leave this show on a bit of a nice upper, a positive note going back out into the world with something something on your mind that'll make you smile as well. So, Nick, what was your moment of positivity for this show today? This one's tough. <laughs> Let me guess. Uh, it, Nia Jack's promoing in the middle of the ring. Uh, n- well, close. Okay. 
Nia Jax being stopped every time she attempted to promo in the middle of the <laughs> ring. Uh, once by R Truth. And then she tried to do the whole, I'm getting, I'm not getting out of this chair until I get my Charlotte Flair music hits. <sighs> it's it, I, that doesn't feel like a moment of positivity. Okay, but it was positive. Um, let's let's find it your was moment. Positive. Like the moment. Let's take the moment. I don't know. I'm struggling here, man. Uh, part of me wants to say somebody besides our truth. The motorcycle ninjas have the 24/7 championship. <laughs> There's a lot you can do with that. Yes. Um, other than that, I'm, I'm I'm not saying that there was a lot to be negative about. It it's been a rough week. Um, but I'm you know. If I'm going to say anything like super positive, and I'm sorry if this gets a little heavy and deep, uh, I am actually having a positive reaction to a lot of the dirty laundry that is being aired this week. Mm. Because we all know that it's been part of a very dark part of our culture in wrestling for a long time. Vice is out there making TV shows about it. So the fact that we are seeing more and more... uh, Women and victims emboldened to be able to come forward and talk about this stuff. Really, as hard and uncomfortable as it is to talk about, I really see it as a positive. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I know that can be hard to see, but I I, I have this feeling of, oh my God, finally we're talking about it. It feels like a relief. Yeah. It feels like a, okay, let's let's help the victims heal. Let's do what we need to do to the, uh, the to the aggressors, and let's let's move forward with wrestling yeah. in something that's a little bit more of a thing. So if I'm taking anything away, that's probably my moment of positivity for this week. Sorry is the, if I got is the, a little no? Heavy. Is it's is that it's that positive change can now commence? Yes, the healing can begin. Yeah, I think that's a that, that's a strong one. I cannot argue. With that at all, and actually might be a good time right now to announce that uh, thanks to one of our patrons, Jesse Money, uh, who has actually encouraged us to produce a new segment, we will be having a segment starting uh, next Tuesday with the first installment of Jesse Money, uh, Jesse Money's Bright Side of the Ring, which will be part of our Tuesday show. Um, and you we'll said right side? Bright, bright side oh. of the ring. Like dark side of the ring, but bright side of the ring. So we'll have a segment next week on Tuesday's show, sponsored by Jesse Money, one of our lovely patrons, uh, which will be about a positive news story. And we'll be covering that. Uh, I've already got some of it written, so we'll be having that next week on Tuesday. So tune in for that. So our yes. little our little way of flipping flipping the script here on this show. So and thank you to Jesse for that idea, and looking yes. forward to getting that going. Um, my mop is going to be way less deep. <laughs> my mop is just going to be. A uh, very simple. The um, feeling like Edge and Randy Orton had booked had been booked into a corner, and then this week, not only Edge knocking it out of the park with that promo, but then Randy Orton coming back and showing me why Randy Orton is Randy Orton. I got so fired up during the end of that segment with him and Big Show um, that I I was I was vibrating nearly like it it, it got me so. Just as from a performance standpoint, from an excitement standpoint, believability, um, whatever you want to call it, I I I got a little markery going on. I was they they hooked me, and a lot of that was because of Randy Orton's performance and obviously Edge setting him up. So that's got to be my mop. I was I am so bullish on Randy when he's when he's motivated when he wants it. Damn, it's it's hard to find somebody better. So Edge and Randy Orton, my moment of positivity 
for the show today. Fantastic. I love that. Mm. Well, guys, make sure you are subscribed to the channel right here on YouTube at youtube.com slash open. Make sure you got your notifications set to all as well. I know YouTube is difficult with the damn notifications, and we had some trouble today with the premiere of the uh, BWO Daily, and I think the trick is there's an auto setting and then there's an all. So make sure you've got all set when it does that little drop down when you click the bell. I think that yes. that's what I heard from the YouTubes. Yes, you can <laughs> that, select how many things you want to hear from us. Right. You can person, personalize, personalize it, I think is the setting. Yes. Just set it to all for our channel, and you'll be fine. <laughs> Please. All right. Yes. Please. Um, you can find, absolutely find us here. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying BWO Daily. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Uh, come over to patreon.com slash BWO. Man, make sure you sign up for one of those awesome reward tiers over there. It's the best way to support the show. Uh, we do have merch available as well. You can find the link to that if you, right here on YouTube down in the description below. Uh, you can find us over on Instagram and Twitter at BWO Podcast. And I see we got a last-second super chat that just came in from Mr. Brad Shepard. Our Brad Shepard. Our the good Brad Shepard. Not X-Ringside Brad Shepard. Said, uh, Undertaker, the last ride was awesome. Loved Mark Calloway showing the man behind the phenom. What a way to go out. And how I ironic. I not agree more. How ironic yeah. that the last thing the Undertaker does might not be a match, but it might be a documentary. And that's actually what finally gets him to step down. To get to give him that like that closure that he obviously needed. It's an unmasking wow. of sorts is the way I'm, I'm thinking about it. Is, you know, it's, yeah. it's him taking the Undertaker the hat off, right? But like writ large <laughs> as opposed to just <laughs> pulling off a mask this is like a 40 year career yeah just <laughs> this, this, God. this is this is pulling one of those like stonehenge monolith stones off of the grave and un unveiling everything underneath this is huge so yeah. amen Absolutely. amen brad it was very very good documentary uh, let's see. What did I, uh, at BWO podcast on Instagram and Twitter, come over to the discord. We're going to be starting fighter fest next week. Big two week event. We're going to have Lord. a lot of dedicated chats for that as well as channels for all of the shows all throughout the week. They are an absolute blast. Make sure you get into those. But my name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But by God! Can somebody stop the damn match! This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out. OrbitalJigsaw.com.